You are listening to a podcast from News Plus Radio. This is In the Spotlight. Echoes from ancient times with the tempo of the modern age. In the Spotlight, more choice from the vast landscape of authentic Chinese culture. Hello and welcome to this edition of In the Spotlight, a show featuring arts, culture, and showbiz from right here in China. I'm Shantine, sitting in for your host Leaning Jean. The prestigious Toronto International Film Festival has just ended this year's run, and six Chinese films were shown during this grand event. So first up on today's show, we will talk with some industrial insiders about the future of Chinese movies in the Western market. Following that, let's relax and enjoy a musical drama titled "Tomato Remarkable." Currently performing in Beijing, the stage play tells an inspiring story of five young men. Next, we will take a journey to Washington D.C., where a biannual Chinese film festival has just concluded. So, plenty of entertaining and informative stories are coming up on In the Spotlight. Stay with us. The annual Toronto International Film Festival is one of the top film celebrations in Canada. The premiere of numerous Oscar-winning films have been shown in the past. Now, movies from China have gradually drawn attention. Our reporter Doris Wong spoke to the festival's East and Southeast Asian program manager Giovanna Fovi about these films and the Western audience's growing interest in Chinese films. So this year, there are six Chinese films screening at the Toronto Film Festival, including Zhang Yimou's Coming Home and Ni Hao's Breakup Buddy, which is going to have its international premiere over there. So, how did the selection committee come to pick these films to be shown at the festival? The criterion for selecting film is obviously quality. So, I mean, you know, we have seen a lot of films out of China this year.、Mm-hmm. We believe. Those are like you know the best works that、mm-hmm. we can show, and also I mean you know the selection is also made in order to portray what's going on in the film industry in China. We're trying to give an idea of the diversity to show as much as possible the talent in filmmaking in China. Have you seen any of these films? Which one would you say is your favorite? They're all like very different, as you pointed out. They're all、mm-hmm. like different genre, so it's very difficult. To say which one I prefer. Of course, we are all very excited about Ning Hao's world premiere, about Breakup Buddies, and it's the first time that we actually managed to show one of Ning Hao's movie. We've been tried for many years with、mm-hmm. Crazy Stone first and Crazy Racer and No Man's Land, but then the timing was never right.、Mm-hmm. So this time it happened. We're really、uh, happy about that. We're really like thrilled. So, what are some of the characteristics that are unique to Chinese films? First of all, I think the unique way of telling the stories is very visual in a way. What I find the difference between Chinese cinema and Hollywood cinema or, or European cinema is that it doesn't rely as much on a script, on a story, but they're told in a visual way that is very special, very unique,、mm-hmm. and very powerful. I mean, you know, the content is always like very interesting. There is so much to say about China. There is so much to tell. I mean, you know, it's such an immense culture that. Still has to be discovered in a way. 
So in recent years, more and more Chinese films have been shown at the Toronto Film Festival. What are your goals and objectives in showcasing these films? What happens in China in, in cinema, I mean, you know, is like a, a really important. I mean, I, I think it's a driving force in terms of the economy. And apart from the box office results, it's a very vital industry, the film industry in China. So I think that as a film festival, our mandate is also to show that, to give a feeling to the audiences in the West of what's going on or what's happening in China. So do you see interesting Chinese film growing in Western countries like Canada? Canada. I think that is starting. In the next few years, we will see more Chinese film being exported abroad. There is some interest. You know, it's not yet up there as the Hollywood industry, but it, it will get that mm-hmm. way. And what do you think yeah. the Chinese filmmakers should do to make their films more appealing to an international audience? They are in the right track. The quality of the filmmaking is very important, and uh, you have a lot of good action movies. One problem to have a movie in Hollywood is that the moment the movie had to be subtitled, it become a problem for mm-hmm. distribution in the United States and in North America. The audience they don't like to read subtitles, mm-hmm. so I mean, language it can be a barrier for that. But I think that in the future it will be less and less. And um, with the um, Chinese film, more and more and more Chinese film being shown in foreign countries, what do you hope the moviegoers in countries such as United States and Canada would learn from these Chinese films? Movie it should not change the world, but it can change the way you see the world. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, that's very important. It's very important for foreign audiences, like to see more and more what's going on abroad, to learn more. So I think that's the mission. Thank you very much, Miss Fovey, for speaking with us. That was Doris talking with Giovanna Fovey, the East and Southeast Asian Program Manager of Toronto International Film Festival. You are listening to In the Spotlight. I'm Shantine, sitting in for Lining Jin. One of the six Chinese movies screened at the just-ended 2014 Toronto International Film Festival was the thriller film Red Amnesia, or Chuang Ruzhe in Chinese. Directed by award-winning filmmaker Wang Xiaoshui, so far it has been generating positive reviews from movie fans and critics. Doris Wong spoke to the film's international distributor Isabella Glashand about Red Amnesia and its international appeal. Hello, Miss Glashand. So, for those of us who haven't seen Red Amnesia, could you give us an overview of the movie and what it is about? Basically, it's the story of a family with a widow. And、uh, she's taking care of her two sons.、Uh, one of them is、uh, already married and has a kid, but she still wants to take care of them.、Mm-hmm. And actually, while she's taking care of them and handling her daily life, she keeps on receiving phone calls where nobody speaks. And this becomes something that is really disturbing, and disturbing to a point that it seems to be also disturbing the life of his sons. And there's a mystery on there, and she's at one point wondering if it's not a ghost that is going. After her, a ghost from her past life about things that she had done before. That's the core of the film, basically. There's a young man that is around this area that seems to be kind of threatening, but you don't really know what is that young man after and why is he around that lady in, in the neighborhood. So that's basically the the beginning of the film. And what was the audience's reaction to the film at the Toronto International Film Festival this year? The reaction was actually really good、uh, for the film in Toronto this year.、Uh, 
the first screening we had was actually what is called a press and industry screening, uh, which is a, a screening for the distributors, for film festivals, or for other talents that attending the festival. We had quite a full house, and uh, people were very positive about the film, and our first public screening in a full theater, and uh, we had a Q&A after the screening. And the questions were very interesting with the people totally understanding the film, understanding the uh, the message in it that the director mm-hmm. wanted to put. It's very positive. From the first screening we had internationally uh, till now, uh, it's it's very positive on the film. And what would you say are some of the things that made Red Amnesia stand out at Toronto? The major reason that people are giving us for them liking the film, it's it's a very surprising film. And actually, it's a film that when you start looking at it, there's a mystery in it. So when there's a mystery, the audience is always wondering if they know from the beginning the ending and they know what's happening. And actually, it's a film that surprises you totally. And you have to be patient and wait until the end of the film to understand the reason of those mystery to happen and to understand the meaning that the director wanted to put in the film. So this surprising construction of the drama uh, Mm -hmm. actually is the main reason for people to like the film. The second reason is, of course, the content, because it's talking about contemporary China, but it's also talking about the past of China. And to talk about the past from today China and not being a costume drama or no having flashbacks, to have to tell what happened before is actually also a very important reason for the audience to like this film. So you work with the director Wang Xiaoshui on this film. What made you choose to work with him and what do you enjoy about working with him? The reason I worked with Wang Xiaoshui, the first reason, the major one, is because he asked me to work with him. So it's very important that he finds also interesting for me to be around him. I think it's a very important voice. Uh, he has very personal view on what's happening around him and, and in today China. So I think it's a very precious part of a project when the director is very decided on why and what you want to say. And so it's also a project. It's also, I usually say, it's like having a baby. So you put all your hopes and you try to give everything to the film so that the film will be able to walk by himself on his two legs once he's on the festival. And what are some of your goals and objectives in bringing this film to the Toronto Film Festival? My part of the job is actually to handle the international distribution or the international journey of the film. So it's always very important to start in, in a strong international film festival where people from all over the world, distributors, film festival, film critics, would come to check out what is happening in the world today. So to have your film screening in competition in Venice or having your film screening in Toronto, it's a major need for the film to start traveling abroad because it's a place, for example, after the screening in Venice, we got reviews in Variety and the Hollywood Reporters that were great reviews, and those reviews helped us touch some people that came to the first press and industry screening that we did in Toronto. It's like um, a fantastic platform where all the light is on the film and actually then you have just to hope that the film would be strong enough and good enough for people to like it and to want to take that film to other audiences. Thank you very much. 
That was Doris Wong reporting. You are listening to In the Spotlight. A small musical production titled "Tomato Remarkable" is currently taking stage at the West District Theatre in Beijing. The stage play tells of an encouraging story about five friendly guys who run an organic grocery store together. Our reporter Chu Huiguan brings us front row to have a listen. As the lyrics go, it's me who gives you fresh hopes. It's me who gives you happy energy. Welcome to our green grocery and be our guest. We offer the best, freshest vegetables and fruits. Tomato Remarkable tells the story of five friendly guys who start an organic grocery store together. From the humble beginnings of a small fruit and vegetable stand, the five grow the business into a nutrition-friendly business franchise. Wu Yuzhe is the director of the musical. Tomato Remarkable is a musical with great plot, beautiful melodies, dynamic dances, and attitude. It highlights the strong friendship among the boys. I think it's easier and more direct to use music and dance to express feelings. We adopt many types of music and dance to present the different characteristics and experiences of the five boys. The drama is presented by United Asia Live Entertainment Company, which rose to fame by bringing classic musicals like Cats and Mamma Mia to Chinese stages. In hosting such renowned productions, United Asia Live demands the same high quality from a smaller stage place. Director Wu again. I think there are more comprehensive requirements for small theatre dramas. We have to insert more delicate details in the performance, singing, dancing, and interactions with the audience, making the viewers feel easy to join the show. Are all necessary components. Tomato Remarkable stars seven actors, five that play the shop owners, as well as one male and one female who appear in multiple roles on stage. They have been selected from the company's musical talent pool and have been trained at the Music Drama Academy in South Korea. This is not their first time in the spotlight either. All the actors have taken part in larger stage productions. Wei Shiquan, the music director of the drama, tells us more about the styles of music in the play. Since Tomato Remarkable is a small theater drama, pop is of course the main sound of the music. But we also use bossa nova, tango, and other dance music as well. Plus, there is cute music characteristic of the Japanese and Korean styles. We even use some choir music. We try our best to satisfy all different tastes in the audience. The dance numbers in the play are equally diverse. Tomato Remarkable's dancing director Liu Ai explains. It is the changing styles of the music in the drama that decides the various dancing types, and there are more comprehensive demands for me to design the dances according to the plots and the development of the story. 
Dancing is the best tool for rendering the atmosphere of a musical. It brings harmony to everything else taking place on stage. While acting is the most important aspect of a stage play, dancing helps to combine the plot and the emotions of the performance. Here's Liu Ai again. 觉得在音乐剧里面的舞蹈对我来说更重要的一点就是它能够起到天才着色。The more important function of the dancers in drama is that they would add more color to the production and raise the drama to a higher level. I think we did a very good job in melding the music, dances, and plots together. This process is one of the best parts of producing this drama. 是我们现在为止做这个戏收获最大的。Our lives belong to ourselves. Our dreams belong to ourselves too. Dreams that never been loved at are not good ones. The inspiring lines are part of the touching dialogue in Tomato Remarkable. The five boys harmonize to deliver the musical's main message. I want to open my wings to fly, just for the original dream. Even though there are wings and rains beating on my wings, I will wipe the tears and go on flying, fly bravely for my dream. The whole drama has one unifying theme. No matter what kind of dream you have, if you take it seriously and try your best, you will have the chance to make it come true. 吃灰光 brought us the lively musical drama Tomato Remarkable. You're listening to In the Spotlight. I'm Shantin. Stay tuned. A biennial Chinese film festival has just concluded in Washington D.C. During the four-day event, American audiences enjoyed an array of 68 films selected to showcase outstanding Chinese cinema from around the world. For more details, here is our Washington correspondent, Hefei. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the final event of the DC Chinese Film Festival. The DC Chinese Film Festival has just stepped into its second term. However, the biannual event initiated and organized by the DC-based overseas Chinese students has grown into a perfectly formed event. The festival features 68 films selected to showcase outstanding Chinese cinema from around the world. It has attracted over 2,000 audiences who have attended film screenings, panel discussions, and networking events. The public watched award-winning films such as Tsai Ming-liang's *Stray Dogs*, feature movie *Old Dog*, and many other works showcasing contemporary China during the festival. In the main competition unit, about 50 movies from eight countries have competed for awards in a dozen categories, including documentary features, experimental shorts, animated shorts, and narrative features, to name just a few. There are not too many chances for American audiences to enjoy such a wide variety of Chinese films. Other Chinese film festivals, such as the one in New York, focus more on commercial theatrical movies only. As the scale of the DC Chinese Film Festival is growing, it has attracted more local audiences than expected. I think Chinese films have tremendous vitality and interest. 
very diverse in style and subject matter. Um, so I've enjoyed a great many. For me, I like learning. And I gather a lot from watching it. It is a window for foreigners to learn about China, to know about China, some local Chinese cultures. I'm very proud of these producers and、uh, directors. Another highlight of this year's festival was having Peggy Zhao, Zhao Xiongping on the jury panel. The award-winning film producer is considered as one of the most important figures in shaping new Taiwan cinema in the 80s and 90s. Knowing almost everything happening in the film industry in the Chinese-speaking world, Peggy Chow says China is now attracting more attention as it has become the second biggest market around the globe for films, and it's a time for convergence. All the filmmakers, the strongest filmmakers,、uh, collaborate together to make a stronger cinema, and then each absorb each other's、uh, marriage or advantage. And China provide the biggest market. According to Chiao, the industry has felt the change, and many people, no matter in Hollywood or in France, they flock to China to try to understand what is happening in the country. And this is not a one-way feed, but a two-way communication, in which film festivals like the DC Chinese Film Festival helps a lot. On the other way around, China trying to send films out to let people understand China in more different and、uh, more diverse ways, not just seeing the mainstream. Cinema in、uh, you know official theatrical release, but then smaller film festival like this to show different aspect. I think is very important. In addition to the Chinese specialists, about half of the jury are Western filmmakers. Roy Wall, a New York-based producer, is one of them. I think you know the point of making a festival, you know, Chinese, not Chinese, is to bring culture together, bring everyone together, share what、uh, what filmmakers are doing. And in this case, the Chinese Film Festival brought some very, very interesting、um, films. And I think you know a lot of、uh, filmmakers like myself from the U.S. has a lot to learn from、um, new voices, new stories,、um, new ways of distribution that、uh, in U.S.、Uh, still doesn't work. Seventeen awards were given out at the closing ceremony, and Macau film *Hill of Ilia Bird* or *Qingzhou Shanshang* in Chinese won both Narrative Feature Golden Award and Audience Favorite Award. Founded in 2011, the DC Chinese Film Festival is a non-profit organization dedicated to discovering outstanding Chinese cinema from around the world, encouraging cultural diversity through films. Cai Yibin is the director of the organization. He says the original intention of the festival is to build up a platform for young Chinese filmmakers to communicate or even collaborate with international counterparts, and for the American audiences to learn more about Chinese culture and real life in China. Now their goal is to forge another Sundance in Washington D.C. Our long-term goal is to make the D.C. Chinese Film Festival a Chinese version of the Sundance Film Festival, to introduce our talented young filmmakers and their works to the world and make them influential around the globe. Her face showed us how the DC Chinese Film Festival discovers outstanding Chinese cinema and encourages cultural diversity. And with that, we've come to the end of this edition of In the Spotlight. We hope you've enjoyed the show. 
If you have any comments or suggestions, you can email us at spotlight at cri dot com dot cn. Check us out on the web at newsplusradio dot cn for more information, along with other fascinating reports and features. I'm Shantin, and thank you for listening. Please tune in during the same time next week. Bye for now. Thanks for downloading this edition of the program. To find out more, please go to our website, newsplusradio.cn. We hope you enjoy it.